Archaeology has a distinctive position as a subject because it is essentially interdisciplinary, drawing upon the humanities, arts, social sciences, sciences, or indeed any other subject that might be relevant in order to investigate the human past through its material remains. Just as now, people in the past created all kinds of material traces of their lives, and because of this, archaeology can study literally anything that people have done. This freedom enables archaeologists to study things from any time in the past and possibly more importantly to evaluate how things have changed from one time to the next. We can also compare and contrast human life from any part of the world where people have lived. Our challenge as archaeologists is to piece together those details in order to write the story of how, and hopefully why, human societies have developed in the way they have across the world. Doing an archaeological reconstruction is a bit like doing a jigsaw puzzle when you haven't got any of the straight-edged bits around the edge and when you've got 90% of the pieces missing and you haven't got the picture on the box top to show you what it's like. This is Norman Hammond, Professor of Archaeology at Boston University. His particular expertise is the ancient Mayan civilization. He has excavated a village and palace at Cuello in Belize, dating back to 1300 BC. The site clearly shows how much of daily life can be pieced together from human remains. We've obviously got the physical framework of the palace itself. We've then got the artefacts from the domestic life of the palace, discarded in dumps behind them, including both fine pottery that would have been used for feasting and storage and cooking pottery. And from the size of the vessels, we can reconstruct how many people would have been served. From the animal bones and plant remains in those rubbish heaps, we know what they were eating. We then have portrayals of palace life on painted vases. The pictures on them show us Maya rulers receiving guests, partying, getting high on hallucinogens, and so on. There are other sites, though, where the lifestyle of the people is revealed by the absence of finds. We excavated very carefully the last five centimetres above the plaster floor, and it had absolutely nothing in it. We didn't even have hearths. We had scorch marks where charcoal had been burning in a hearth, but no actual charcoal. Trevor Watkins is Professor of Archaeology based at the University of Edinburgh. Here he is describing excavation work on one of the earliest villages dating back to about 10,000 years BC in modern Iraq, called Kemez Dere. They organised their settlement... Different activities took place in different parts of the settlement. They dumped all the debris of life in another part of the site. Another thing that they zoned was all the food processing. By far the great majority of all the groundstone implements we found, the heavy equipment which is necessary for grinding wheat into flour, for example, or pounding things in a mortar and pestle, were in one part of the site, associated with a different kind of structure which was unlike their houses. Not very helpful to the archaeologist because, of course, it doesn't let you find out what precisely they were doing inside the houses. You can only put it together cumulatively from all the remains that you've got. As well as examining the remains of houses and refuse, archaeology also investigates the physical remains of humans. The Maya provide us with a vivid example. We found nearly 200 burials altogether... And the most unusual ones were two mass burials, and these were sacrificial offerings. 
And all of these, with one possible exception, were young to middle-aged men, exactly the sort of people who would serve as warriors in the community, exactly the sort of people that the community could least afford to lose. And for that reason, we have interpreted these as burials of captured warriors from another community. But it's not just the human bodies. The objects that were buried alongside also provide clues about how societies were structured. An exceptional recent discovery is in Egypt at the site of Hierakonpolis, dating back to 3600 BC. Dr Rennie Friedman of the British Museum is leading the excavations there. What's amazing is in our elite cemetery, which is really blowing us away, is that amongst these really humongous tombs that we're finding now is that they're also burying with them and around them an array of exotic animals. So we have found the burial of an elephant, an African elephant, that was buried like a human. He was wrapped in linen, and he was given grave goods. He had a bracelet. He had eye makeup. He had everything that a human would have and a rich human would have. He also had a huge tomb, as you can imagine. Because we also have an aurochs, baboons. We have a little wild cat, again, buried specially around these elite burials. So they're taking their world with them. Piecing together a coherent account of the remains of the human past is key to our understanding of how societies, including our own, have developed. But why is archaeology the best approach to writing that story? Archaeology is ideally placed because wherever people have lived, they've produced material remains, places they've lived in, settlement sites, or objects they've used in daily lives, or burials, or whatever it might be. And that enables us to look at the diversity of these practices and the diversity of technologies and ways of life across the whole global canvas. Professor Chris Scar, based at the University of Durham, is the editor of The Human Past. A lot of what we read about other countries and about the past is based on written documents and on historical sources. Archaeology encourages us to look at the past slightly differently. For one reason, it has a very, very long time perspective. It starts with the very earliest humans and goes really up to the present day. So it means that we can study societies which even in recent times did not have written records. And that enables us to look at the recent past or the more distant past even of places like Africa or Australia on an an even footing with Europe or the Near East or areas that we know had cities and writing and so on for several thousand years. Archaeology then is not just about creating a better version of history that is based upon more than just written documents. It is about enabling a different kind of story to be written, a more diverse story, a story of human cultural development that is written from more than one viewpoint. 